hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. For two blokes talking tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I brilliant. think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two blokes talking tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two blokes talking tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is episode 29, Two Blokes Talking Tech. And joining me each and every week, the other bloke talking tech, is Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Hi, Trevor. So much to talk about this week. Massive week. And it's all thanks to the good people at Samsung, Smart TV, and Netgear.com.au. We'll get straight into it and talk tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long. Now, for our many listeners out there, Trevor, I think it uh, it's no surprise I've mentioned in the past what a Star Wars fan I am. Have you? Oh, I don't. Have, this is have you've mentioned <laughs> Star Wars before. It, as a matter of fact. I got an email today from some guy who wants to. I've mentioned my Star Wars themed theater. He's demanded some photos. He wants oh, to see. He wants me to email him some pictures. But anyway, this let's is publish a huge them. Week let's publish for... them on twoblokestalkingtech.com. It's not really a tech guide story, so we'll just put it on the on our website. I'm happy to Absolutely. publish them, mate. Yes, well, this is a big week. Now, I've mentioned Geek Grand Final Weeks in the past. This is a real Geek Grand Final Week for me and for all the many Star Wars fans because Star Wars are going to be available, all six films, on Blu-ray, full high definition for the very first time. Now, I was very lucky enough to travel to Lucasfilm over in San Francisco about two weeks ago to get a sneak peek at the box set, which includes not only all six films but also more than 40 hours of extra features. Blimey, how are you going to have the time to watch all that? Well, I think I'm just going to take a week off and uh, give my wife earplugs so that no matter how loud that I, I play this during the night, she's not going to wake up. So that's uh, that's that's my first strategy. But this box set, uh, there is stuff like I'm a big fan, as you know. But there's things in this box set that even I didn't know about, including deleted scenes, alternate scenes, uh, and, and all these extra features, documentaries behind the scenes, and they've even opened up the archives. There's a section on the disc that shows all the props, really high res. Uh, images of all the props that you can actually rotate oh. 360 degrees. So it's if, if you're a Star Wars fan, this is the ultimate edition of the movies. But there has been some controversy, though, uh, on the blogs. Uh, George Lucas, as he is known to do, has actually gone in and made some changes. Last, he did that with the DVD releases. He made some subtle little changes. He's actually gone in and done a couple of those things before. I wrote about them on Tech Guide. Uh, and Lucasfilm said, look, don't judge the changes until you see them. There's been a few YouTube clips and, and people sort of making up what they think the changes are going to be. Uh, I've been told that, Reserve your judgment for when you see it, how they fit into the story. So I'm looking forward to getting my hands on them. I, I, I trust that he's made these changes in good faith. So uh, it's out this week. It, uh, it's looking really good. Is one of the changes that Darth Vader is actually Luke's mother? Because <laughs> he does wear actually, a dress. No, Trevor. That's, uh, I, I, I did warn you before we started speaking about this that this was going to be one bloke talking Star Wars and the other bloke waiting patiently for him to finish. So I really appreciate you indulging me uh, today about my uh, passion for Star Wars. But you'll see that if you don't have a Blu-ray player yet, 
uh, Tick. this is the type of f- release, then these films will make you want to get one. Yeah. I've, I've saw portions of Empire Strikes Back, the original Star Wars film, which was then later, later retitled A New Hope. The 1977 film has had so much work put into it in terms of audio. Now, this is getting technical. The audio on Blu-ray, as we all know, is uncompressed, mm. lossless audio. So the sound quality is going to be like we've never heard it before. It's actually going to sound better on Blu-ray than it did in the theatres. In the theatres, it was a mono sound track so it's going to look and sound better than we re- ever remember it in the theaters because it would be uh, safe to say that that's the key here is that yeah the the most recent three so the first three as confusing as that is will, will look good and great and 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 that that's fantastic but it's actually the early ones you know episodes what four five and six that will be yep. stunning because when you think about the quality of what we've had to offer up until now at home compared to the movie experience has been okay but this is taking the movie experience to the nth degree because yeah you, you could you know you got to take that big screen you can press compress the image down and it's going to be a nice picture but lucasfilm you know that they own they, they built the thx uh, system didn't they so they did, the, the yeah. audio system that drives it will be stunning if you've got yourself the right style you know home theater system absolutely and th- like you, you mentioned episode four five and six which are the movies that i watched on vhs so many times i think i wore three sets the tapes out so the, those <laughs> scratchy tapes uh, that I've been used to seeing uh, can 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 go to one side and now on Blu-ray it's just going to be like all the Christmases have come at once for Star Wars fans well it's uh, out soon you can read all about it at techguide.com.au Blu-ray availability of the Star Wars entire box set if you're a man like Stephen, you'll be standing by waiting for that at the midnight door openings. Are they going to have midnight door openings? No, for they're that? going to actually have 6 a.m. Uh, openings. It's on Wednesday Close the 14th. Enough. We're hell. recording this on Tuesday night, so tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Uh, you'll probably or it's already out by the time you hear this, no doubt. All right, let us know if you lined up and queued up for it. Uh, Two blokes talking tech.com. Now, mate, uh, there was a study out, uh, research out earlier this week uh, that suggested that 72% of people would stop illegally downloading if they were asked by their ISP. Now, I've got to say, that's, I think that's a stunning figure um, because most, most people that are illegally downloading are doing it not because of any legal issue. They're doing it because they just want the content. So I guess, but I guess it probably could have been phrased, if anyone asked you to stop, would you stop? Because frankly, if someone emailed me, rang me or anything and said, by the way, we know you downloaded X, Y and Z, um, (laughs) don't, I'd freak right out and I'd never do it again. Yeah, this is true. Uh, the, the, this, this research was conducted by the Intellectual Property Awareness Foundation, uh, and I had a chance to speak to Gail Grant, who's the, uh, the CEO of uh, IPATH for short, uh, and she says that th- this follows on from a very successful campaign they, run a year, they ran a year ago. You may recall the Accidental Pirates campaign where oh, yeah, yep. people are saying, oh, yeah, you know, I thought it was okay to do it, and, and they've built on that campaign too where it just shows that a lot of people are, uh, they don't realise the impact that what they're doing is having. There's two. There's two sides to it. The first side is the people who think, "Look, I only do a little bit, so it's not really. If it doesn't really matter." Yeah. Yep. Then there's the the other on the other side of the coin is the person who is doing a lot, but their justification is, "Oh well, everyone's doing it, so it doesn't really matter." That's not actually the case. Is the frequency of, of download and, and piracy is actually quite low, but it is still affecting the industry, and they're they're mm. trying to make it. So so people can become aware of the impact that their actions can have. And I, look, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't 
do a lot of downloading. I've got to be honest. Um, I, I have the ability to. I, I know how to. But, you know, I just maybe I just don't have time to, to watch the amount of content that would be available to me. But frankly, a lot of people that I, I know that do it are doing it because they just want to see the content when it's available. It's We're in this black hole period between the old and the new media where people really need to understand, you know, and media companies and, and producers need to understand what people want and why and when, uh, when that starts to become better. And when downloads or streaming is available much faster and more, more on demand, um, it, I think it will uh, decrease. But in the end, the bottom line is I think it's quite true. If, if ISPs... Uh, and this, you know, the, the Ionet court case uh, with with the movie downloads is going to be crucial to that. If if Ionet is found in any way to be uh, liable, then of course ISPs are going to start knocking on people's doors and saying, "Don't do it." But you yeah. know, whether or not they can actually fully monitor and do all that kind of stuff is a, is a, is yet to be seen, really. But, but you got you got to remember though, and this is Gail Gail Grant. You, it, the full interview is on my website. That she she really hit on a really good point though. That you know, there's there's no other commercial sphere where people think that the product is just there for the taking. Oh, that was absolutely. a really good quote. She said, "People need to be educated that it is actually theft." So, like she talked, she was talking about digital citizenship and just doing the right thing, whether it's in the physical world. If there's a, a piece of property that you can just pick up in the physical world, that is still theft. In the virtual world, it's the same thing. So, absolutely. Uh, so well, there was an interesting I, – I sort of balanced my story with, with some quotes from one writer producer. His name's Enzo Tedeschi. Just to really cut a long story short, he produced a film, co-produced a film called The Tunnel, and its claim to fame was that it was going to be released for free on the torrent sites, which is sort of the main offenders for the pirates. And mm. he raised his money online. But he, he, he said, look, his attitude was if you can't let's, – let's embrace the torrents as a mm. distribution point. But in no way does he condone piracy. He, says, he said in his quotes to me, he said, look, ripping off the work of others is still illegal. But in terms of the ISP getting involved and, and making them – become the policeman he said look his, his exact quote was it would like asking Qantas to police drug smugglers it's not really their jobs yeah but ISPs though still need to be cooperative and help to educate people to to uh, you know to, to, to show them that this has an impact and that that to me is the bottom line I think people need to understand that there's a lot of narcs in the world who like to say you know freedom of the internet and all that kind of stuff I believe an ISP should be able to pinpoint you if they are if they know you're doing something wrong if the yeah. if someone knocks on the isp's door and says you tell me everyone that's been to you know pirate websites um they should i'm happy with them to provide a list because in the end they're going to pros- prosecute the big offenders and really they want the actual pirates not the not the downloaders but yeah, the, they don't want they don't want the guy who just who, the guy who, no. who downloads once a year they want the people who are making profit off it and really and literally ripping money out of the industry so yep. and, and, that, and they're the people that were there after and i think that my other big thing is i think people of the world need to start to understand that you know what making a tv show let alone a movie is bloody expensive Right now, everyone in Australia complains to the high heavens that you know certain shows not available here until months, if not days, if not hours after it's available in the US. You know why? Because it doesn't fit the programming schedule, and the programming schedule works around the the need to make revenue off that. Because you know what? If they can't make money off selling an ad in a TV show, they're not going to buy the TV show. The TV and show will never get made, <laughs> and there, there won't be a TV show. So yeah. the narcs of the world who love to pirate stuff and download the latest episode because they don't want to wait. Need Need to understand that there is a lot of money involved in film and TV production, and until that changes to some new revenue model that allows direct access, and and the big thing stopping that is is pro- ubiquity. There's not enough people that can get it directly 
So therefore, yeah. there's not enough demand and there's not enough money to be made. So we're a long way off, but I, I don't have a problem with it. And, and I, I don't find it staggering, the percentage, but it is interesting to think that 72% of people would stop illegally downloading if asked by their ISP. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And, mate, uh, we do thank the good people at uh, Samsung T- Smart TV and netgear.com.au for their support of the great podcast. Uh, Netgear provide you with all your networking and, uh, and home infrastructure in terms of the internet as well as your small business. Whether you need to connect to the internet, whether you need to distribute that internet connection around your home or small business, whether you need storage on your network, whatever it is, Net- Netgear have got that covered. And one of the things I-, I-, I like to point out to people that don't know it is if you've got a, a computer or an, a, and a modem in one room in the house and you, you don't have cables run through the roof and everything to the other room and you want to get the internet in that room if you don't have a wireless router you can actually buy power line ethernet which means you plug a little plug into the wall near the router you plug your router into that and then you plug another plug into the wall in your bedroom or wherever the room and the internet is transmitted via your existing power line so there's no extra cabling required I mean, I know it's been around for a little while, but it's I think it's staggering technology that is underutilized. It's used, you know, for things like, um, you know, Foxtel use it to transmit their uh, their uh, their internet signal. If you want to get a back channel there, you can get Powerline Internet. And if you want to get Powerline Ethernet, check out netgear.com.au. That and Wi-Fi and all the other solutions, netgear.com.au. Now, when it comes to computers, I think a lot of people, they face the choice of, do I go Mac or do I go PC? Now, mm. I've just reviewed a piece of software that can let you run, let you let Mac owners actually run a Windows PC virtually aboard their, their Mac. It's called mm. Parallels Desktop 7. And the, the Parallels has been around for a while. I mean, I... I think version 6 only came out, you know, less than a year ago. But it's actually, um, it's not the only product of its of its sort. And people that, that have thought about converting to Mac might have been told about Boot Camp in the past. Boot Camp allows you to, to turn your computer off, your Apple computer off, and start it up as a Windows PC. What Parallels allows you to do is start up your Mac as normal. And then when you need to use a Windows application, when you need to see into Windows to, to do whatever it is that uniquely you need to do in Windows... You can just open up Parallels and it, and it creates an instance of Windows within your Mac. And and the amazing, this is the number one most amazing thing about these pieces of software is you can actually configure them so that you can actually launch a Windows app in the Mac without having to look like you're actually launching Windows. It's all done behind the scenes, what they call virtual machines, and it is just fantastic technology yeah. which can help you bridge the gap between Windows and Mac. It's a really big leap to make sometimes, so yeah. I like the fact that it can help people bridge that gap between Windows and Mac and potentially move uh, in, into the Mac sphere in the long term. Yeah, I think too, this this software, I found it really easy to use, very easy to set up. There's a step-by-step guide to not only installing this software, but you've also got to remember, once you install this software, then you have to actually install a copy of Windows. So you have to come up with either disks or through parallels, you can actually download a copy of Windows and install it on your Mac you then it asks you then to uh, allocate the amount of RAM you want to you want to allocate the virtual PC as well so it runs quite smoothly and performance
performance-wise, I found you can run all kinds of software, including uh, AutoCAD software, like really hot demanding games, like really processor-heavy games. Uh, and, and the beauty of it is that, like you said, you don't have to shut down and reboot. It can just come up whenever you like. Uh, now, I, I've had a lot of fun uh, using this product and, and running I've run, I've run Windows 7 Ultimate uh, on my iMac, my 27-inch iMac. Yep. But another part of this is the the app that you can also download. The sort of there's a companion app called Parallels Mobile. I think it's still uh, introductory price of five ninety nine. It's usually like twenty three ninety nine. Mm. But that lets you also connect remotely to your to the PC side of, of of your Mac or and the Mac side of the computer as well uh, while you're on the go. Unbelievable. And it's a simple piece of technology. It's available. Parallels version 7 is the one we're talking about. And you can find out more at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, mate, uh, we talk a lot about different mobile phone companies. There's, there's stacks around. And obviously the big guys are Telstra, Optus and Vodafone. They're the only ones that have an actual network. But, mate, I've got to tell you, when it comes to added content... Let, you know, you indulge in Star Wars. Let me indulge myself now. You tell me. You tell me what this is, mate. In terms of a ringtone. <laughs> that is. That there is music to your ears. That, isn't it, that is absolute music to my ears. Now, I'll tell you how I got that. That is a Red Bull Racing Formula One car. Red Bull. Uh, several years ago, on the back of the Formula 1 car, they launched a product called Red Bull Mobile. And I thought, what the heck's this? Anyway, obviously started overseas where they are based and things like that. But a few weeks ago, Red Bull announced here in Australia they would be launching Red Bull Mobile. Now, that's all well and good. But what, what struck me most was, was what they'd done with pricing. They've got very similar pricing points to Amazim, I have to say, in terms of competitiveness on the so unlimited it's sphere. It's a plan. Not, well, a, not an actual device. It's a plan. It's a bit of both. What they've done is they basically rebrand the Vodafone network. So they've gone to Vodafone and uh, and said, look, can we resell uh, the Vodafone network and you know offer our own plans, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it, it's it's very simple. Uh, it's a prepaid option at the moment. There will be postpaid available a little way down the track. $39 gets you 30 days access, unlimited everything. Uh, basically, except uh, data, which you get 4 gig of data, which is plenty. And they, they, they don't like using the, the term unlimited. They actually like to use the term all-inclusive because they actually Trevor. do include 1-300 numbers, which is rare, don't you think? Okay. Can, I, can I just ask one question? Yes. Why would Red Bull come into the mobile space? Why are they doing this? It, this is a, that is absolutely brilliant question because it's not actually about making money. They're not here to make money out of content, uh, out, out of mobile phones. When you get yourself a Red Bull mobile, so you can actually buy a handset, a HTC Charger for something like $239 or something like that. And I've got one yep. in my hand now. It's black. It's a black yep. version of the white Charger. It's got Red Bull mobile branding on it. But built into it are some some apps. And, and it's called the Red Bull Portal. And you go in there and you've got free access. There's nothing. There is absolutely no paid content in this device. There is no ringtones you pay to download. There's no anything like that. It's free access to everything on the Red Bull network. Wow. So that, that's compelling reason to be a subscriber then, isn't it? Yeah, it's all about people that love their extreme sports, you know, all this motocross stuff. You know, they've got these extreme fighters or ex-fighters or something. All but you're these, thinking Formula One, let's be honest. Absolutely, mate. Oh, I was stoked, absolutely stoked to open the portal and click on ringtones. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool if they had a Formula One? And it was there were 10 of the 15 ringtones were Formula One cars. <laughs> Can I um, ask a silly question? Yeah, mate. Being called Red Bull Mobile, is, hmm. the, is the mobile service fast? 
It is. Well, it's on the Vodafone network. So let's Ooh. not kid ourselves. They've had their problems. <laughs> but it, Careful. It, it, the, device, the device does run on the, on the 850 network, which is the new Vodafone network. So okay. as the That's Vodafone network is upgraded, you'll get the access to that. The other thing here is that's staggering to me is they've got a plan called the Access 365. Uh, one year access for $365. So you pay up front $365 and you get a whole year's unlimited access to phone calls, text messages, everything, and you get five gig of data a month. You know what, mate? For peace of mind and less hassles, I don't mind the idea of just paying up front and going, boom, I'll have the year, thanks, and never having to worry again. That's pretty good. Well, so, uh, yeah, yeah, people like yourself who are big fans of Formula One, and there are a lot of them out there, uh, would be obviously attractive to this and all the content that you get along with it, then, wow, that's yep. two birds with one stone. They're, they're available at the end of the month, September 29. There is an offer at redbullmobile.com.au to, to get the HTC Charger at something stupid like $239, which is crazy cheap. Uh, but anyway, it's all uh, available at the end of the month. Check it out online, redbullmobile.com.au. A really interesting new opportunity for people looking uh, looking to upgrade or change mobile plans, especially if you're into all the kind of Red Bull sports and the things they support. Red Bull Mobile. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Two Blokes Talking Tech are also brought to you by our good friends at Samsung. Now, Samsung are the leaders when it comes to smart TV. Now, this the television's become a connected device. We can connect to the internet. We can do all kinds of things, not just watch our favorite programs. Mm. This connected device can also download apps just like we do on our smartphones and on our tablets. And there's such a wide range of ta- apps that are growing day by day. Uh, there's, But also, I mentioned web browsing. Web browsing the web on a 55-inch television is quite an experience and something that I'll never tire of. <laughs> I didn't tire when I did have the TV. I've given it back, unfortunately, but I'd, I'd love to get my hands on it again. But also, we, we, we also into our social networking and Absolutely. what more comfortable place to uh, engage in your social networking that is on the comfortable couch in front of your smart TV so we can interact with our programs without even having to leave the couch. But it also gives us access using the smart TV, Samsung smart TV. There's a lot of content we can access. We can watch YouTube, access all kinds of online content uh, and also I mentioned the social networking that's something that we do quite a bit during our favorite programs but all you've also got to remember that apart from being smart the Samsung smart TV is also a 3d capable now there's plenty of content coming our way uh, with the 3d blu-ray but even if there isn't the content available we can also turn our 2d content to 3d content maybe a good idea uh, if you're watching the footy finals uh, hopefully the you, you can uh, enjoy all of those games leading up to the grand final 2d to 3d on the fly for more information, you can visit samsung.com.au slash TV. Now, I think the next biggest thing that I like after Star Wars uh, <laughs> would have to be Call of Duty. Well, let's, so, oh, hang on. Let's not kid ourselves. It probably starts South Sydney, then go Star Wars. Hang on. Well, what would it be? Is it Star Wars or South Sydney first? Uh, I'd say it would be South Sydney first, okay. mate. South yeah. Sydney, Star South Wars. Sydney, Star then... Wars, Call of Duty in maybe possibly that order. And my family fits in there somewhere as well. <laughs> but Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3 uh, is out November the 8th. And I was lucky enough to get my hands on uh, Modern Warfare 3 today. I actually had a chance to. The, you know, the most popular part of Modern Warfare is the multiplayer. 
uh, and yes. I had a chance to get online and play with a few other people uh, and look at their new maps. So I think we played four of their different maps. There's 16 that'll be available uh, on the disc. But Modern Warfare 3 builds on Modern Warfare 2, which in 2009 became the uh, biggest entertainment release of all time. Unbelievable. So not much pressure on them to, to repeat that <laughs> success. So Modern Warfare 3 to due out November the 8th. And the thing with this game is that the multiplayer aspect has been tweaked in, in all the right places because what it's done, it sort of created a bit better balance. So it accommodates the hardcore players, but it also helps the new players come in and not be intimidated by the whole thing. Which so is a real it, problem it sort of sometimes with these cult games. It's a real problem to come in and, and, yeah, you can play them at home, but when you jump into the multiplayer, you feel really out of the loop on these things. So good idea to bring in the bring the bring in the newbie aspect to it and make sure those people are looked after for such a phenomenal title they will absolutely sell like hotcakes. When's it out again? It's out November the 8th, and uh, like, like I said, it's going to be... They're expecting, oh, there's 30 million people that play this online every day, mm. but they're expecting not only to please their their already their, their hardcore audience, but also introduce a lot of new players. They've taken a lot of user feedback. They're, they're, uh, they're users, and they're, by their own admission, I, I spoke to Robert Bowling from uh, Infinity War, the developer of the game, and he said that the great thing about their fans is that they're brutally honest. They, they really tell them what they like and don't like about the game game and it get, they use that feedback and put that into Modern Warfare 3 and for anyone who's waiting to you know for this game to come out you can you're not going to be disappointed some great improvements uh, and November the 8th just can't come quick enough all right Modern Warfare 3 read more about it techguide.com.au you're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen now, anyone that knows me knows I am passionate about digital radio, and one of the one of the innovators in digital radio is actually Pure, uh, a company that began in the UK, uh, just pretty much concentrating on digital radio, and they've got a large range of devices. But one they they didn't have in their suite of of, of devices was a handheld unit, and they've they've rectified that with the Pure Move twenty five hundred. It's not a bad looking device, Steve. It isn't a bad-looking device, but at the, at first glance, there's two things that really stand out on the device. It, it's not, it's only about it's it's about the size of a mobile phone, maybe slightly smaller. But you you look at the front of the device, and there's a there's a circular, very familiar circular click wheel. <laughs> you turn the device you even over, called and it it's a got wheel. a uh, silver silver rear panel that mm. I wrote in my review the other day on Tech Guide. I said that it looks like a distant cousin of the iPod. Mm. I, that, I I worry about it to be honest because I do think there's it's a bit of a cheap invitation in terms of trying to steal some design cues from the iPod, but there, it is very hard to come up with new ways of navigating these size devices. Look, my biggest problem with it is it's two hundred bucks. Now there are a couple of other handhelds in the market: the Ox Digi, uh, the Ox Pocket and the Bush Walker, yep. both at the hundred and fifty mark. I I think they are both much smaller than this, but for starters. Um, and I don't think this one offers anything radically better that would make you want to go up apart that, from, up that apart port. from the brand. Yeah, exactly. And yep. I don't know that people in terms of digital radio really flock to any of those brands. Ox, Bush, and Pure all have the same credibility in the in the digital space. I think if it was a Sony, 
Um, yeah, I'd pay 200 So I, I do think the price point is interesting, but then again, that's the RRP. You know these things always end up cheaper in the stores. So Absolutely. Yeah, well, worth- it's a 199 I think that'll that'll come down. But it is, it is. I like the size of it. I, I, there's a photo of me. That's my hand holding it on my the review on Tech Guide. It's 10.2 centimetres long, 5.6 centimetres wide, 1.5 centimetres thick. So that's pretty small, and it weighs 105 grams. Now, we know weight is an issue with you, Trevor. <laughs> 105 grams. Even you can carry this around. I think I'll manage, and we need to work on your list habits mate nova 969 <laughs> you're kidding anyway the pure move 2500 uh, read all about it at techguide.com.au two blokes talking tech you're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick now, there's an interesting uh, little release coming uh, on November the 1st. Now, this is a PlayStation 3 console, which will be available exclusively through EB Games, but it's got one difference. Mm. It is totally white. It's a white Ooh. PS3 console. So forget the boring black. EB Games have got themselves an exclusive, a white PS3 that comes with not one, but two controllers. You act a photo of it up on the website, techguide.com.au. I don't mind the look of it, I've got to say. It's a, it's a handsome-looking device. I, I think, uh, you know, it's the, the, the Wii started the trend with the, with the white. I guess, no, maybe Xbox did because they had that kind of greyish cream colour, didn't they? They did. The beige. Um, it was like a beige-ish and, colour. And yeah, the beige PlayStation colour. 2 was a silver and, you know, it had black in there as well. So, you know, colour combinations are not, not anything new to, to gaming consoles, but the PlayStation 3, it's about black. Bloody time, essentially. I think so. And and this being white, I think this is the sort of thing, because don't forget, this is a Blu-ray player, not only a gaming yeah. console, it's a Blu-ray player, it's an entertainment device. This can play 3D Blu-ray, this yep. thing. So being white, I think it's going to be maybe a little bit more attractive to run in your entertainment unit. You, it, it'll look pretty good out, out, out even uh, out, out on display. So uh, not only is it a, a red-hot gaming device, it's also got 320 gig uh, hard drive on board, so plenty of room to store your photos and all your digital content, your movies or whatever. Uh, and it's going to be priced at $448. It's available November 1, but pre-orders are being taken now at EB Games. And it is exclusive to EB Games. Mate, honestly, another one bites the dust. I um, I, I was reading some of the feedback uh, on on the great podcast that we do do. A lot of people want it to be longer, mate. I I though do think we get a great a lot of feedback suggesting that the thirty minutes is a good amount. Um, always happy Just to hear from enough, people. Uh, TwoBlokesTalkingTech.com. You can send us an email there. Happy to hear what you think. Uh, we're always trying to improve, make it better. Um, but essentially, we're here each and every week. Episode 30 next week. You can listen uh, online at iTunes uh, or via TechGuide.com.au radio, which is a very nifty player. And, of course, you can get in touch with us at TwoBlokesTalkingTech.com. Thank you, mate. You're off to Japan. Yes, um, I'm off to Japan with Sony, which we'll be talking about next week. We shall speak to you next week about the wrap-up of that trip. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll t- talk to you all next week. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen.